There is a form of multimedia entertainment beyond that which is good. These games are as vast in number as they are terrible. They dwell in the dark recesses of history, unearthed from the pits of the bargain bin. These are the games of horror. This is Garbage Game Night. Welcome to Garbage Game Night, the podcast where you bring back a forgotten game from the collective consciousness, review it, and see if it merits a second look. I've got a new assortment, an expanded panel with me today, a groundbreaking five people. But first, some regulars. Frank, how you doing, Frank? I'm doing good today. All right. Glad to have you back in. Tom, ready for another game? Oh, I am. All right. And first time with us, but always in our hearts. Bob, how are you? I'm doing fantastic, and I'm glad to be here. <laughs> Great to have you, Bob. And also with us for the first time, Stephen. How you doing? Pretty good. All right. And Bob and Stephen, since it's the first time here, and uh, just so we know what kind of gaming you're into, I have asked if you uh, could mention a couple of your favorite games, genres you play, as well as your most controversial game take. Bob, first. All right. A fan of everything. You know, growing up, if, if you know Frank, any about him, I mean, I'm his little brother. So I think <laughs> he's played, for the most part, I've sat next to him playing it with him. Yeah. Uh, kind of some of the similar uh, tastes in games and whatnot. Uh, the probably difference is I had a little bit of addiction to a, a small game you may have heard of it called World of Warcraft. Yeah, yeah. We've probably took too many, many three of years there. of my life. Uh, yeah. I mean, Wrath of Lich King really took over. Uh, yeah. At one point, I was the number three uh, rep paladin on my server. That's something I hold uh, dear to my heart. Oh, wow. Wait, you, were, you were the, the what on your server? Uh, number three retribution paladin. paladin. Retribution uh, paladin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's DPS. Yeah, that's... Okay. Damage percent. No big deal. I'm, yeah. I'm just, I'm yeah, just number, trying to like... Number, number three on a server. That's fine. Yeah, number three on the server. How was, many people on a server? Let's put this in context. Uh, probably a few thousand. Yeah. Oh, good God. Yeah, no, it's not like, oh, like 100 people. I'm number three. See, like, I'm, it's I'm a ignorant. lot of people. Never, that was logged in at a time, wasn't it? I feel like the normal numbers were like 2,300 logged in at a time, I think. See, I don't know, because I know yeah. as it got bigger, the, the servers were able to hold more people. Right, yeah. So, but, and they consolidated, yeah. Yeah, so it's kind of... Yeah, but it's impressive. A lot, but yeah, it's impressive. very impressive. I know our, our top guild on the server kept trying to poach me, and I was like, oh, no, I'm with friends. I like this better. But I was like, kind of want to ditch these guys and go to that guild so I can try to get number two or number one. They're getting real things <laughs> you know? done over there. Yeah, they were. <laughs> but, Regrets. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you think back to those days, and you're like, man, I used to raid you know, three times a week and stuff, yeah. and now I'm like, man, I'm like, oh, I, I can't even... <laughs> Play video games three yes. times a week. You yeah, know, right. Sit down for three hours or four hours Stay at a time. Up past midnight. I can't do that. <laughs> past midnight. And you're like, oh, I have to get food. I do this. You have to grind and farm before you even raid. It's a commitment. Like, it is. We yeah. think back at it. Like, man, I put a lot of time in there. And thinking back, like, I'm still Facebook friends with some of my guildies from back then. Like, yeah. They were adults with children. Like, how, how did they manage <laughs> how did they to do, do that? Yeah. Badly, yeah. probably. Yeah, yeah. neglecting I mean, their children. <laughs> I'm only 20, you know, I'm 24 and stuff like that. And saying, how, how did these people with like yeah. relationships, multiple children, like, I hear the kids in the background, they're they're playing games. Yeah. They're like, oh, I just got off work. I'm doing this. And like, oh, that's cool. And as a kid, I'm like, yeah, what? what you got off work? Can you get off a little earlier so we can try and do this? Like, <laughs> now I'm like, man, they really yeah. put their life on hold for this video game. Like, Definitely. that's. I thought I had a problem. Yeah. But hey, here, here we are now. So. <laughs> <laughs> Doing a video game podcast. <laughs> video game podcast. Yeah, yeah that was true. that was a Ever- EverQuest and World of Warcraft for me were a perfect time in my life for high school. You know, you had that availability, mm-hmm. but yeah, I can't imagine sinking that much time into something now. Know, right. But if you have the time, all power to you. <laughs> and your uh, your most controversial game take, Bob. Uh, you know, I'm controversial now, but I don't get MOBAs. Oh, Kinda okay. Like Legend, Dota, yeah. all that stuff. Wait, I forgot the Blizzard one, but... Uh, Here's the storm. Here's the yeah. storm, which is cool because I'm a big Blizzard fan, of course, because it's World of Warcraft. It's like Smash Brothers, yeah. Exactly, <laughs> and that's awesome. But at the same time, oh, Smash Brothers is more fun. Those is like you you grind for like what an hour per match. Yeah. And what what do you get at the end? 
A winner and no. loss, yeah. <laughs> and then it's like, oh, it's not like, oh, something goes towards the next one or anything like right. that. It's There's all no just kind of like... RPG part of it. Yeah. Maybe, maybe some skins in some of the games, but yeah. Yeah, but even then, you know, skins or something like that, and you get a rank, and you're... Yep. You just get a bunch of nervous and anxious and anxiety. Yeah. It's ridiculous. I loved, I loved Dota when it was on World uh, Warcraft 3, but uh, yeah, I never got into them um, yeah, post just, that. And it's... It's hard to watch. Like it's it's one of the biggest streaming things. But if you're not super into it, if you don't know exactly every single person's abilities and stuff, it's I don't feel like it's great for streaming. To be yeah. fair, I think you can make that argument for like all of sport, though. You know, that like that's true. That yeah. if you don't really have like a good understanding of the game, of what football is, <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like lost on you a little bit. Yeah, maybe like, so. Yeah, you can kind of say, hey, someone's you know he. I don't know, lead that much. Like, oh, he's jungling. I'm like, all right, well, he's in he's in kind of like the jungle area. That makes sense, I guess. He's out <laughs> yeah. there hanging out. I don't know what the point of that is, but he's hanging out over there. That's cool. Hot take. I like it. And Steven. Yeah. Kind of kind of games have you been into and your take? <laughs> well, you know, I uh, I grew up with, uh, you know, the Nintendo, the NES, and the Super Nintendo. Got really into Mario. Lost myself on Donkey Kong for a couple years. <laughs> um, but recently, you know, I've been uh, playing a lot of, uh, you know, role-playing games or... Um, just regular adventure games like Assassin's Creed Odyssey. You know, I teach, so I love uh, history and all that stuff. Okay. So I've been doing a lot of that, getting lost in the uh, the storyline and everything like that. Recently, um, more like in the last month, I've been really on to Destiny, Destiny 2. Yeah. So that's been a lot of fun. I like to get on there with my buddy Matthew and uh, just hang out. and Cool. Shout know. out to Matthew. Yeah, shout out to Matthew. <laughs> <laughs> It's a good shadow. <laughs> I have this image um, of Stephen and Matthew just like not participating in in Destiny at all. They're just like walking yeah. around. That's what we do. Hey, just like the, the skylines out. are beautiful. Yeah. You know, until you get there and the lore, we just sit there. We just sit sit at the citadel or the, the tower. We just sit just down and we just lost civilizations. Yeah. Yeah. He gets yeah. his little popcorn, little emote out. I get I get the one where I'm petting my chicken. It sounds yeah. weird, but it's not. And uh, you know, we just talk about the lore. You know, we really get into it so cool. it's really really so good you, you really get into petting the chicken with matthew <laughs> i just mm. want to make sure that it's a oh no you heard correctly is that, is that as sexually as explicit <laughs> listen as you can take that however you want but um it's it's purely platonic so it's <laughs> oh, okay well that's not how i want to take it though <laughs> <laughs> all right and your your hot take uh, um you know i don't get games like wow never have really yeah. all right I never got into big mmorpgs no no not uh not not like wow i mean it was it was kind of ruined for me um bob knows about this we have a mutual acquaintance mm-hmm. who uh I, I i like i said i like to get into the lore of a story i like to immerse myself make yeah. sure that i'm like i'll take my time i'll look at a, a panel on a wall and just be like what is this what what does this mean someone designed this i yeah. should invest my time i should i should give this the credit it is due <laughs> and my buddy was like no 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 forget all that just get this quest and come join us and do <laughs> this raid and do this and i'm like having no clue what i'm doing so i got really soured from that experience so you know i think that even carried into like borderlands too like Mm. i never really i like the like the art style like all that but even that was ruined to me so you know by the same person by the same person wow sounds like you need to play games on your own time yeah (laughs) to be fair during the world of warcraft part was that was right when recruit a friend if you recruit a friend you get like 200 percent experience so he's like he recruited steven he's like hey let's uh let's get you really leveled up real quick because he wanted to level that character as well so yeah it wasn't about me and friendship it was i was no. i was used it's more of like he wanted to get another level you're being so, used right. for experience I, was, I'm, I appreciate you guys inviting me on this podcast so i could talk about this experience <laughs> it's been trauma. pretty heavy on my chest he was just stroking his chicken <laughs> that's all i wanted to do 
And uh, actually, Stephen, you, uh, when Frank recommended that you come on, you have a special caveat that you played our very first garbage game, The Outfit. Oh, uh, did, I did. Did you own that one? Uh, my dad did. Okay. So um, he, he owned it, and I would go over to his house on weekends and play it. Yeah. So, yeah. What did you think of The Outfit? You know, I really liked it. I liked what it was trying to do in the very beginning. Um, growing up, I've always loved history. And the weirdest thing for me is, as a kid, I was always into World War II, like every young kid is today. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> into war, you know, Call of Duty and stuff like that. And I was doing the math and I was like, if the military was desegregated in 1948 why is there a black gentleman with this with this outfit i never understood i never understood that and it yeah. stayed with me and I, I was just like you know what good on them for it being inclusive right even though i didn't think like that as a kid but now as an adult i can say that kind of stuff so um i really liked it it was fun it was destructive it kind of reminded me of mercenaries I yes know, yeah so I, I like that aspect of it i thought that that was pretty fun i played it like when I was in coming out of middle school, going into probably high school. So my memory has faded a little bit, sure. but I do remember having some fun times just going around the environments and going through and playing and jumping in the tanks and stuff yeah. like that. So that yeah, was no, a lot it, of fun. I think it actually aged pretty well. So before we jump on to this next one that we have here, the last game that we played together was Celebrity Deathmatch on PS2. Uh, any follow-up thoughts from any of us who played it, or uh, Steven, Bob, you familiar with that game at all? I'm familiar with the show. The franchise, I, sure. <laughs> I'll be honest, I didn't know they actually had a video game, so and that's... Yeah. Uh, Neither did I. Better, better not knowing. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't the worst. Yeah. But, you know. Was it any kind of like, uh, was it Clay Wars? Clay Fighters. Clay Fighters, no. No, they didn't ham it up with the, the clay aesthetic like they should have. No, in fact, I may have neglected to mention on the, the podcast before that, like, games like Clay Fighter, and there were several other video games that were claymation based like they they made the clay figure they took pictures of it and they animated it together to create the actual character animations this was just loosely based on the idea of celebrity deathmatch there was no claymation work done for this it was polygon based marilyn manson polygon based uh, horrifying. Yeah. it was uh, a, a bad fighter speaking of which um hunter yes. won he won he yes, won last he won time. the the point battle yes and but not the last match so i don't know if you were about to bring this up or not so i apologize for just you know interjecting now but uh what are we winning tonight and i want to win <laughs> we will get to it and everyone will want it so <laughs> for some quick podcast news this is episode 10 we're uh we're not doing a recording Ooh. every week but we're releasing episodes every week and we were running out of episodes very quickly <laughs> um thanks to everyone for listening and i uh, by that i mean the Hi, friends and family. <laughs> but make sure to tell your friends. Follow us uh, on whatever you're listening to us on. And if you have any suggestions, garbagegamenight.com. We have a, a nice website. You can drop us a line there. Um, all right, let's get into this game. So normally I do a little set the scene for you guys. We're going to do something a little different this time. If you remember what we did on Fight Club, I read a bunch of pitches for games based on movies. We're doing that again today, but I gave everyone here a movie, and I told them to write a short game pitch for it. I've mixed up all these pitches. One of them is real. We're going to go around and read them. Um, again, no one's reading their own since they're mixed up. You're going to have to guess which one's the real one. And since you guys know I'm a fastidious scorekeeper, uh, this <laughs> will count to the points at the end for the eternal reward. First game we have here is Total Recall the Game. Do you too have wet dreams about Martians that somehow look like people? Do you like to have foreplay as a detective with your Polaroid? 
play in Arnold Schwarzenegger's sex stream as Douglas Quaid in a future <laughs> where social security has finally collapsed. So everyone went to Mars to role play as Martians, except for people who are big, beefy muscle men. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I feel like judging off of the little I know, Stephen, you and uh, you and Matthew, you know, <laughs> there might be some overlap there. Matthew, if you're listening, we all love you. Look, we all can't see Stephen, but he's a big guy. Who just wants to go to Mars, guys. <laughs> Honey, if you're listening to this, this um, this means nothing. And I'm talking to my wife, not Matthew. <laughs> sure. All right. Paycheck the game. Money, fame, power. Would you like to be the top tech genius at a technology corporation? Or do you prefer espionage and gunfights? Based on the famous John Woo's hit film, you can do both. Telltale Games brings you action-packed FPS. Paycheck the game based on the movie. (laughs) All right. Fantastic. Blade Runner Corporations. The year is 2022. The Tyrell has had a near monopoly on the creation and distribution of replicants. Until now. Create your own technological empire to rival Tyrell with your very own replicants, intended to, hopefully, surpass the newest Nexus 8 replicants. Research and design the newest advances in replicant technology, but be careful. Too much, and you may attract the attention of the Blade Runners, or worse, stumble across true sentience. Enjoy this tycoon-style game based off the hit film, Blade Runner. Mmm. Fun. I like it. All right. Minority Report. Based on the Tom Cruise, Colin Farrell film, you have the power to determine your own destiny as you investigate the most dangerous suspect, yourself. <laughs> Using the futuristic tech from the film, you race against the clock to commit or prevent a murder. Mm. Okay, the Adjustment Bureau, the plan. Based on the Matt Damon, Emily Blunt film, The Adjustment Bureau, you discover the world is run by a group called The Adjustment Bureau. <laughs> <laughs> so that everything goes according to the plan. <laughs> You must evade the Bureau using time control mechanics and blazing gunplay across Washington, D.C. and New York. Due to development trouble, the game was released two years before the movie. I read that like it was part of of the back of the box. (laughs) That's a terrible line to include in the back of the box. Like, why would they put that on the box? I don't understand that. All right, you guys, what do you think? So we had Total Recall, Paycheck, Paycheck, Blade Runner, Minority, Minority Report. Report, and the Adjustment, Adjustment Bureau. Bureau. I, I think uh, just how Blade Runner was just written it just sounds like something I'd read on the back of a game box. So All right. I'm going to go with the one I read. I, I don't care what you think, but <laughs> Frank's I liked how it was Frank's written because you're wrong. <laughs> it's okay to be wrong. Uh, you know, I, I got to say the Adjustment Bureau had me. Yeah. But then the last line, I'm like, oh, is that something they put on the back of the game? I'm not too sure. <laughs> you know? So I'll go with Minority Report. All Short right. and sweet. I liked it. Tom? I'm going to go with Minority Report also. Mm-hmm. All right. And so we have two people going with Minority Report. Steven's going with Blade Runner, right? All right. Did anyone notice a, th- a theme across these? These are Futuristic. terrible movies. <laughs> <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> All right, futuristic films. All right, futuristic films. Yeah, all right. Tonight, we are playing the November 2002 game based on the movie starring Tom Cruise. That's right. Mm. Minority Report, Everybody Runs. Oh, yeah. I don't have the box for this, so I'm showing the magazine ad from EGM. (laughs) (laughs) Now, I know that everyone has not seen the movie Minority Report in the last couple days, but I know someone that has. 
and I've asked if he wouldn't mind giving us a very quick summary of the oh, plot no. to Minority Report. <laughs> Why? Oh, boy. Why would you do this? Because, Tom, everybody runs. So, <laughs> like so, like we all should right now. <laughs> hey, hey, uh, Bob, Steve, just take a good two-hour break. <laughs> oh, so oh, we we'll know how this goes. This, uh, We'll call it Five Minute Films with Frank. Frank, five minute. <laughs> Frank, can you give away? us a quick rundown of the film? It's actually simpler than Land of the Lost. Land of the Lost has a lot more complexities, a lot more little <laughs> stuff in it. Minority Report's kind of straightforward. All right, well, <laughs> while you guys dive into it, you can look at uh, this issue of November 2, uh, Electronic Gaming Monthly, which features Halo 2 on the cover. So, yeah, you can pass that around and enjoy that. Oh, and Stephen, thank you so much, by the way. I, I wrote a Blade Runner. And I believe Bob was quite a sassafras about my writing. <laughs> I, I sense that. You know, Blade Runner is one of my favorite films. So, you know, I, uh, that's why I went with it. But Tom also gets a point for his, his Creative being writing. guest. Yes. And Bob and I deserve Bob, points Bob, for guessing get minority points for getting Minority right. Report. There you go. The points don't matter. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So the year is 2057, I want to say. 2054. 2054. Close. Close off the top of my head. It's a Spielberg thing. You know what I mean? He's like, oh, I'm quirky. I'm Spielberg. Blah, blah, blah. Anyhow. <laughs> so <clears throat> the movie opens up. Flashes of like a murder going on or something. And then Tom Cruise is like walking into a building. There's these like square uh, wooden blocks. Two different slots. But it's weird because like the machine grabs them and then like spins them around and then sets them down and they go into different tubes. And it's like they could get mixed up. You know what I mean? And then Tom Cruise has on these like little gloves that has like three fingers and have little lights on him. He can move the screens around. It's really futuristic. Yeah, he can move his hands and zoom in. You know what I mean? The one thing they can't get is like the address. <laughs> like where they but they have their names and they know what they look like and they have eye scan technology that can identify people. So it's like just a uh, test. Like this has all been a test. It's only been going on for five or six years and only in Washington, D.C., the D.C. area. Um, somehow <laughs> the precogs could only see murder in that area. You know what I mean? It's like one of those things like, do they see murders of the world? And they go, well, we, that's out of our jurisdiction. We can't stop that murder. I don't know. And it's like this morning thing. And there's a guy staying across the street, kind of looking at the house. And the husband's like, well, who's that guy? It's kind of weird. You know what I mean? And you're like, okay, you know, this is like really super feature. And once again, they don't know where the guy, like they don't have his address. They have all the other, they have this guy's address. So you get over that. Started to cheat on him with another guy, you know, and the husband's like, <gasps> you're starting to see some of those scenes. And you're like, oh boy. And uh, Tom Cruise has like this little watch that has like the, the kill thing on it. So it's like counting down. He's like, we gotta go. He's like, was the door open? You know, and they're like, look at the, yeah. And there's a Tom Cruise just like bolts through the door. Doing that Tom Cruise run. Yeah, he's yeah, just doing his, yeah, his Frank did run. Frank went with the run really well, actually. <laughs> <laughs> What's he doing? And he turns out he's buying drugs mm. from a homeless looking dude. Um, and the big reveal there is that the homeless dude has no eyes. He has no eyes. What? It's spooky. Woo. All acrylic things have like data on them or they could be little screens, you know, it's like it's future stuff. And um, and then I believe he does the drugs. Um, it's a guy being shot. You know, they see the things going on and Tom Cruise is looking through the things and he sees himself. And then Tom Cruise just like does his classic Tom Cruise run. He goes, whoosh, he starts running, right? And then Tom Cruise pulls his gun on him, you know, and you're like, whoa. And as he does that, the alarms start going off, you know? I don't want to be that guy, but is it really worth all that money and effort to stop <laughs> all the murder? You know, <laughs> and the cars like kind of turn on their side and just go down. So it's kind of like he's doing like a Mario level where there's like cars going at different speeds, which is also kind of weird. He's playing a platforming game. So, okay, yeah, zany stuff's happened with the jetpack. It cooks some hamburgers. Couldn't Tom Cruise just have like the moment the ball came up and like, guys, let's solve this. How about we just keep I'm me just, in that room? I'm just going to sit in this. Yeah, I'm just going to sit here. 
for the next eight hours. Because everybody runs. Everybody runs. Everybody runs. All right. And he wants to know why he killed that guy. He genuinely wants to know why he killed that guy. He does. He's going to figure out who this guy is, and that in no way will lead him to murder. Yeah, exactly. He's like, obviously, I won't kill him because I find out why. Who he is. this guy down. Find him. I'm going to have my gun on me. Yeah, I am. Oh, yeah, you betcha. Yeah. So I need many, the gun. I can't leave the gun. <laughs> so many precautions he could have taken. So anyway, he's in this Lexus, and but by the time he gets in, uh, the seats aren't installed, so you're like, obviously, when the seats go in, it's going to kill him. Wrong. It's not like he can just drive it off the lot before it gets, like, activated and they can track it. Wrong. There's woods right there, so he just drives into the woods. And then when he gets to a house, and the wall, he's being tacked <laughs> by, like, vines. And you're like, that's kind of weird. Like, it's like sentient vines, like, from a, uh, like, a, like a fantasy movie. And you're like, well, this is, like, well, I thought, like... Tom Cruise is like, what do you mean they see a different outcome? That would totally like make it like we're arresting people who may actually not commit the murders. And she's like, well, that's why we delete the files. He's like, so you tell me I have to go in there and take her out to be able to do it. He's like, there's no way, you know? And she's like, well, you know, you were a cop before, so you know some city characters. You'll figure out a way to get in there, you know? And uh, he's getting his eyes changed. He can be scanned by his eyes. The the eye doctor injects him with like anesthesia and Tom Cruise like what you 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 know whatever oh obviously the doctor is maybe gonna like mess with him or something but he really doesn't he still actually does like a good job so it's like it's kind of weird and uh, he's like okay you can't take this bandages off for twenty four hours otherwise you'll be blind so just keep them on you know stay in this room twenty four hours don't take those bandages off and then like Tom Cruise like he's like don't scratch never scratch. It's like green, nasty milk. It's not like Star Wars green. No, this is like rotten milk. Uh, he drinks and he smashes it and he gets all messed up. You know, he's like all sad. So they like scan a building with a heat sensor and they're like, oh, there's like 27 people in there, you know? And instead of like going individually check, like, no, we'll send out the spiders. So they have like these, and like, well, how about we do four, you know? It's like, then we get to go to lunch, you know? The guy really, he like wants to eat. Like the one guy, he's like really food motivated. You know, it's understandable. It's really all. And the spider comes and basically just scans your eye. You know How what I mean? are these people used to this? Yeah, I mean, it has been it has been six years. All right, yeah. six years of, of spiders of, of, of <laughs> destructive mayhem and spiders. The spiders are blocked from his door, so Tom Cruise he keeps blocking it, but he knows resistance is futile. So he goes and he puts the ice into the tub there. They would obviously see like a dude under the water. Actually, you know what? I take it back. They couldn't yet because they were still on the ground. They had no reason to jump on the tub, even though it was only a matter of time yeah. before they jumped on the tub. But no, Tom Cruise lets out a little bit of air and it goes to the top and then boop, and that little is enough. Apparently the spiders have super spider sense and he has the bag of eyes. And you're like, okay, they're looking for him. Why would he want to use those anywhere? But lo and behold, somehow his eye still opens the door and it doesn't set off any alarms. There's the guy who gets killed, there's Tom Cruise, and then there's this fourth person, and it turns out it's the female precog, and then uh, he goes, oh, he's going for her, he's probably already here, you know, so he rushes down, and he sees Tom Cruise down there, um, and then, you know, they go to the Gap, I think, or Old Navy, one of those, it's, it's another product placement thing. He has to get the memory out, so the only place he can do that is this VR simulation place where you can kind of see and do whatever you want. Like, there's this guy who really wants to kill his boss, you know? And he's like, I got a precog with it. He's like, oh, ha, ha, ha. And he's like, no, really? He's like, oh, what? Yeah, okay, we got that. But I I need to see my minority report, you know? And then she's like, you don't have one. He's like, what, what, you know? He sees this billboard being brought up, and it's a guy wearing sunglasses that was, like, one of the people they thought was in the room. But it was actually just a billboard outside of the window that they mistook. He's with the precog. 
And he walks in the room, and on the bed, in this suitcase, is just pictures of children. His relationship with his wife broke down um, after his son disappeared. So Tom Cruise sees the suitcase, it's just filled with pictures of children, and he starts going through them, and of course, one of the children is his kid, and he's like, oh my god. And then, like, Tom Cruise is like, he's all crazy, and like, the late, the precog, she's freaking out, she's like, you can leave, you don't have to kill him, you can leave, like, let's go. And he's like, no. So he's still alive, and he's like, well, he was, and I put him in a barrel, or he sunk, or whatever. He like says it's like really screwed up, you know, way how he disposed of the body, you know? And then, like, Tom Cruise, like, pulls it together for a second, and he's like, you're under arrest, like all this stuff. Oh, thank God! And then, and then the guy was like, <laughs> so proving that you know you didn't have to, you didn't have to kill him. So he starts reading him his rights, and the guy's like, no, 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 you have to kill me. And Tom Cruise is like, no, he keeps reading him his Miranda rights. He goes, I don't, my family doesn't get taken care of unless you kill me. And then Tom Cruise, is, Ooh, he goes, what? anyway, so the guy ends up wrestling, wrestling the gun kind of out of Tom Cruise's hand, but not, and ends up shooting himself. Anyway, they're just really bad at finding house addresses and knowing where hotels. Stick to the plot, Frank. <laughs> Once he murders the guy, people go, oh my god, you killed that guy. Like, people were screaming, like, the dumbest things. Yeah, like, like the people, people looking at them, they're like, a murder! Yeah. <laughs> he died? Like, this is the dumbest. Which, right, which should be your reaction all the time. Yeah, but it was just like, the way they say it, the lines are like so weird. You're like, what? Anyway, so desensitized it's, it's been to it. six years, not a thousand. Yeah, exactly. It's <laughs> yeah. not like it doesn't happen in the next uh, city over or the next uh, state over. You know what I mean? Unless of Murder's course still happening. It it's was not right there. It was so common before that yeah. every day you saw murder. Just every day. And then you were just like, wow, you know what I haven't seen in a while? A murder. murder. Yeah. And then this happened. They were like, what? Yeah, I, know. I was just saying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Remember how we were saying I haven't seen a murder in the longest? Yeah. Well, well get oh my this. God, I just saw one. No way. But what about pre-crop? I guess they showed up late. So anyway, they, and they, they, they like, are it's we like getting rid of spiders? <laughs> no more spiders. Um, so Tom Cruise kills that guy. He's like, well, I should go see my ex-wife. You know, to go tell her that I killed some guy who pretended to be the kid <laughs> stealer, but it actually wasn't. It's very confusing. She's like on a on a house in the middle of nowhere. You know, obviously, duh. That's where you go when your kid gets taken away and you can't look at your husband anymore. Um, Colin Farrell has has come into the room, said the line about the orgy of evidence. So he basically explains it solely to that old guy, the founder. You know, maybe if someone worked in pre-crime, they could actually commit crime because they could hire someone to do a crime. Well, you know what I don't hear? I don't hear any jetpacks. I don't hear some clicky clackies. I don't hear spiders or whatever. Um, because the precogs can't work because they only can work when the female's there. So they just have the two. So then he just shoots Colin Farrell. Colin Farrell has the biggest surprise look on his face as he's, he goes and he kisses his little charm thing as he dies. And I go, he says, does he have the precog with him or whatever? And she's like, oh yeah, he actually does. Right? Not yeah. strange at all. <laughs> and he goes, okay. She's like in the attic and she's like, oh, all these, you know, this house is filled with love. I can feel the love in this house. Oh, your son. And she basically explains to him like what their son would have been like if he actually lived, you know? And then she's like, you have to run again. <laughs> and Tom Cruise is like, what? And then, but he doesn't run. That's the thing. And then he immediately gets like, put that thing on him and he gets put in jail <laughs> in the, in the thing. And the warden's like, oh, now you've joined my stable or my flock or whatever. He says like some weird, creepy stuff. Um, and you know, he was a good man and you know, it was just one of those things, <laughs> you know what I mean? And, uh, 
And then he's like, can you help me tie my tie or like whatever, but it's like a little bow tie thing, you know? You know, the thing with the lady and then he goes, oh yeah, and she was, she was drowned. And then she stops and he goes, I didn't, I didn't say she was drowned, you know? And the guy's like, oh shit. There's Tom Cruise again that's killed two people and he just gives it to the wife. He's, just, <laughs> he's like, here's this box and on the top's a gun. So he answered the call and of course it's Tom Cruise and Tom Cruise is basically saying how, so you're seeing the precogs thing of the murder and you're basically seeing how what Colin Farrell described of, you know, a guy being hired to do it and then getting caught and then another guy being right behind him once everyone leaves and then doing the same thing and actually killing her. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> so... He kills her right then? Yes. Literally so like you're 10 minutes after they leave. So yeah. you're telling when, me. When someone is saved from a murder, they're like. They leave them. Yeah, no, yeah. they're like, someone's saved from a murder, and they're like, okay, you're good. Bye. And they, just, what, they walk out, and then the other person. my mind. The scene were, is, is funny when you think about it that way. That <laughs> is insane. Like, it's just one guy checking on the per person who's about to be murdered, and they're like, okay, you're all right, all right? All right, bye. And then everyone leaves. And then everyone leaves. Awesome. We stopped this murder. You're welcome. <laughs> They basically say, yeah, that guy's going to kill Tom Cruise. And then so the guys, you know, everyone uh, starts to rush to that area. He has a dilemma, you know, either he kills Tom Cruise and proves that the precogs work and are always 100% right. And he just, you know, goes to jail for killing him or he doesn't kill him. And he proves that the precogs are wrong and the whole system goes under. And then you hear, a, you know, the gunshot because he, oh, I forgot to mention. At this fancy dinner party, he was awarded a gun. It's right. He was awarded a golden gun with, <laughs> I think, golden bullets. It turns out he shot himself. Whoa. Whoa. And because you learn that once you know that you will commit a murder, then you have free will. But until then, you don't. So... So this whole movie's been about free will? Anyway, so Tom Cruise, uh, it gets exonerated. The pre-crime division shows up as the guy, even though he, like he... Kind of shot himself maybe in the gut. So, uh, you know, basically turns out like he gets exonerated. They shut down pre-crime. Um, everyone, all of the people who were arrested were pardoned. You know, what do you do with the precogs? Well, they, they put them in like a house in the middle of nowhere. Was it Tom Cruise's with house? With Tom Cruise's wife. <laughs> or no, it was just, it was just it was another house, house in the middle of nowhere on an island. And you could see, ooh, they're growing hair now. Because I forgot to mention, they were all bald. Because <laughs> you need to be bald to see the future. Uh, <laughs> the hair prevents the, the psychic things. That wasn't said explicitly, but we all know. We all know the truth. So, yeah. So, you know, the, they're all reading books in a house in the middle of nowhere. You know what I mean? You're like, okay, whatever. And Tom Cruise and his wife are back together. And look, she's got a baby bump. They're going to have another baby. Hope you, you don't know? lose it at the yeah. pool. Yeah, don't bring him to the pool, though. <laughs> because the precogs are no longer existent and you will still never find your kid. So, anyway. <laughs> wow. It's all like a happy-esque ending thing. You know, I mean, there's still spiders. There's still <laughs> scanners everywhere. It's a weird, like, happy dystopian thing. And I didn't, I didn't know, I didn't think, you know, because I'm too, I'm too dumb. But... Someone had said, you know, maybe like that the ending, because at the beginning, I thought maybe oh, it could be one of those like, and it cuts at the end. He's still in the prison thing. You know, that was his dream, mm -hmm. but they, they never do that. And um, what happens is too dumb to not be like, you're like, sure. It, like, I, I don't think that it was all in his brain. You know what I mean? That would have been like the end of Repo Man. 
Yeah, exactly. It would have been, mm. been like a Repo Man ending. Mm. Or there's a, there's a lot of movies like that. Jacob's Ladder situation. Yeah. yeah. So um, zooms out. There's inside of a snow globe. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> yeah. So yes. it, it didn't end like that. So it is it is implied that he actually was, was that Krampus. <laughs> that actually all did happen in a weird, strange fashion. Um, because like it, the big thing going against that theory is like, well, he never found his son. So if it, if it was a picturesque ending, if it was the perfect ending, yeah, yeah that his son would have come back. Yeah, they would have found his son somewhere or whatever, you know. And this all hinges but. on the fact that the warden, the person watching over the prisoners, made the statement that what do you think of when you're in there is that, oh, you dream and you go to your happy place, you dream of what could have been. He says some line very much yeah. supporting the idea that, oh, the whole after Tom Cruise was put in prison, the whole thing could have been all in his mind, but it's not perfect. Yeah, it's like, it's yeah. So even though it is kind of stupid, <laughs> but then just you know how the because at that point it really just picks up. It's like the last season of Game of Thrones. You know what I mean? From the beginning, <laughs> yeah. it just it really accelerates that. Last Don't forget, burgers minutes. were cooked perfectly by uh, Jetpack. Well, that, that was that was all well before he was. Uh, right, yeah. no, that's my point. Oh, yeah, they were taking time to do all the zany a- little shit, and then now they're like, "Well, we'll just oh, wrap it gotcha. up, wrap it up, boys." Right, right. In a world which. Perfectly cooked burgers by a jetpack could exist. This could also exist. Ex- exactly, exactly. Yeah, they've already proven anything. Yeah. I met Colin Farrell. Oh, really? Oh. I met Colin Farrell. I was a bellman, and um, there were so many people leaving for a function that we had a running list of people that were waiting for cabs because this was pre-Uber. So people were waiting <laughs> for cabs. We had a list of all the people, and the next people up were these two lovely old ladies and i was uh you you, you remember this now yeah and so i was just talking to old ladies i'm like hey this is gonna be your cab and the cab pulls up colin farrell walks from inside the hotel uh it's a very nice hotel walks outside looks at me for the first time in both of our existences and says is this my cab and i said no sir And gestured to who was immediately right next to me, these two old ladies. And I said, actually, it's it's theirs. And they go, is that Colin Farrell? (laughs) And he goes, thanks (laughs) to me, not addressing them. Starstruck, they watch him. He gets in their cab. The cabbie knows, the cabbie saw this. And he's like, yes, please. Colin Farrell over the old ladies drives away. And I turned to them and I was like, I am so sorry. I'm so sorry. And they were like was that con fair <laughs> again and i was like i was just so upset because they you know you know like if some other person walked out they would have been absolutely outraged but they were just like do any injustice to me like it's you're completely colin farrell oh. anyway you can lock me up for pre-crime <laughs> that's, that's my con that's my farrell story great great stuff i commit, commit that murder we'll find out all right so thank you frank for our very brief rundown of Minority Report. So from the back of the box of the game, this is a podcast about uh, video games, by the way. What? Uh, Whoa. (laughs) From the back of the box, Spielberg's futuristic thriller explodes onto the PlayStation 2 computer entertainment system. The year is 2054. You are pre-crime officer John Anderton, head of an elite police division that can predict and apprehend murderers before their crime can be committed. Anderton thought the system was perfect until it came after him. All right, guys. So did anyone know this game existed? I did not. I, I remember see like when when you showed me the image from that, I remember that, but I didn't have any connection to it being Minority Report. Yeah, never. Yeah, no, no. no. Nope. Well, right, and also I think what caused that is because the guy in the image doesn't look anything like Tom Cruise. Yeah, looking at the ad for Minority Report, it's it not Tom up. Cruise. 
<laughs> like I remember seeing this, the guy shooting at the jetpack, but I never thought because I never read the thing. You know, you just see the guy shooting like, eh. So you ready to solve some pre-crime? I'm still wrapped up on the fact that this could have all been a dream. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you want out? What kind of gameplay are you hoping for? I hope to cook burgers with a jetpack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's just because I just watched it. <laughs> If through, through Frank, Frank. <laughs> but um, it was vivid. <laughs> th- there's like a couple chase sequences, but it doesn't seem like there's a lot of opportunity for like full on like engagement, especially right. because everything you do should be non lethal. Yep. Yes. Yep. I'm expecting a uh, running simulation, a so. running simulator, the Tom Everybody Cruise simulator. Runs. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Jump into this. But first, since you guys know, there's an award for <laughs> random things throughout this. Oh! Oh! It is a. I legit want this one. It is a three really cool. printed red ball with the letters GGN in, in it because I guess we were murdered oh, for garbage right. game. Or night. we were the or murderers. murderers. Mm. Or the murderer. Yeah. And I it was forget a which passion. one is which. All right. So let's turn this game on. Yeah. I want, I want to say one time when the balls came out, like the technician slipped and they both dropped on the ground and they picked them both up and they were like, literally, who goes to jail? Yeah. <laughs> their hand, no, it, it's their like hands that. touched and they fell in love. Yeah. <laughs> and then they get there early enough where there's no violence and they're like, whoa, 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 we have to wait to see who kills. We have to wait to see who's going to yeah. kill who. Oh, yeah. When did this come out? What what games around this? 2002. We've done another game from this. We actually uh, saw this magazine before. You did. You saw this magazine before and it's dog-eared because there's an ad in it for... It is Scorpion King. The Scorpion Ooh. King. That's right. Because ra- I was year. looking at the wrestling thing. There's the, the, I was watching the wrestling. I'm like, we already looked at this. Oh, so <laughs> oh. we have Agatha. Go, that? go through the eye. I know that that was just a video, but that looked better. Yeah, they actually, that that looked pretty good. And that looked better than Scorpion King, so. All right, people. We've got a red ball situation here. Victim's name is Joe Gustafson. Killer is Andre Serena. Suspect runs a large catering facility, which is where the murder goes down in voice, Mr. 37 seconds. Barry, what's our ETA? Uh, 30 seconds, Chief. You actually might be right. Let's I'm go see sure this guy's future. Ah, SpongeBob! <laughs> Give me your minority <laughs> report. <laughs> Let's go save this guy. Why did he his mouth? Was he kissing him? <laughs> I don't understand. All right, so we're viewing a near murder scene. He's the the near murderer is picking up his letter opener. Yeah, not on my watch. The pre crime is here. They crash through the window. Toretto, get him. Doesn't get hurt. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Just the fear. Am I the my brand. So this old man's running away. So when they save his future, do they like give the guy like an investment plan? And <laughs> so before I could get to the point at all, even though it was my first point, the lead character is, uh, do you know who it's supposed to look like? Is it supposed to look like his like right hand man from the movie? It looks a lot like that character from the movie, but it's not. No, it is based on the character who provides the voice, which Steven very wisely guessed is Clancy Brown. The prolific voice actor who uh, voices Mr. Krabs in SpongeBob, Hades in God of War, and plays Byron Hadley in Shawshank Redemption. He also yes. had a role in Lost. Wow, well done. I, yeah. When he said Mr. Krabs, I'm like, yeah, I guess I hear it a little bit. Arr, yeah, that's, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that, not only does he have mad ups, meaning he jump very high, wait, he just wait, also wait. just punches the crap out of uh, staff waiters wait. who were just choosing to fight a police wait, officer. Why? Why are you fighting staff members? So, right, we jumped into the room where the crime was about to be committed. The the boss ran away, and we're, we're racing through the 
oh my the God. place where they make meals and we're just fighting people with rolling pins just beating the crap out of all these people who are willing to go to bat for the person who's about to commit a murder their boss at least Roll, yeah. like they know and kicking them while they're down yes to be fair have you ever walked in a kitchen during like crunch hour like it's really high <laughs> tension like some dude wants to fight, and like those chefs are like, yeah, let's fight. Yeah. Let's do it. Pick I'll, up a rolling pin. The, the main character also just jumped at least, like, he just did a vertical jump of like eight feet. Double his body height. Yeah. <laughs> the selling point for this game, this is one of the first games to really integrate ragdoll physics. And they really lean into it. Uh, yeah, when you, when you hit someone, they go ragdoll, they'll fly across the room, go crashing into stuff. No, they're just uh -oh. going to oh, wait, sleep. Oh, what was that? Oh, they go to sleep and then like they disappear secret, into the secret. ground. You can jump like 18 feet in the air, so... Oh, yeah. Money. Oh, you can... Cash money. <laughs> you found $50, Frank. <laughs> oh, someone left $50 on top of this, uh... This wait, there's something else over vet. there. Listen, these guys came out like a full, like... They did not even see their boss run by. <laughs> like, you're just... These are just cop. waiters. Those are ride or die <laughs> employees. There's a maintenance hatch on the side of the building. You could climb around out there. Risky. How do I get there? Keep following the walkway around. <laughs> we'll money. There's <laughs> a dude on the intercom telling you what to do? Yeah, it's, it's your headset, but it sounds like uh, he's yeah, it sounds like some guy's there like, yeah. how do hey, I go this way? I'm watching on the cameras. <laughs> yeah, what? Come fight me, I'm over Down here. Down there, yep. And are they supposed to stop murder? Like, why is he just... <laughs> Wait, but there's something down there. Oh, there's there's more. Oh, get your money. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. I'm Mr. Krabs. I gotta get the money. <laughs> You're not cool anymore. <laughs> This is wrong. You're just kicking him in the crotch, though. It's circled to throw them again. There you oh. go. Oh. <laughs> I think I won. It threw him across the room, breaking you ice sculptures. You are the future murder of Joe Gustafson. Mary, give the man his hat. Oh, hat. Maybe that's no. where I heard it. No! Yep. Oh, I only found two of the six secrets. Jeez, Frank. Wow. Star, are you even trying? You left $150 out there, man. What's All going right. on? <laughs> You know that cops can just take money when they see it, right? Yeah, <laughs> come on, man. That's part of being a cop. Nothing wrong with fun. that. Danny Whitwer, FBI. Oh, John Anderton, Danny I Danny Whitwer, who does not look like Colin Farrell. That's right. What can I help you with, Agent Whitwer? <laughs> He's just walking right through. <laughs> These are my men, Ben Mosley and Ken Nara. What? Oh, <laughs> yeah. Zoom in and take a little tour. He, he looks like a tall odd job. I was just about to say that. Really? Yeah. yeah. They look like Star. secondary characters from Goldeneye, yeah. We haven't had a murder in six years. Uh, Chief? We got a murder over here. You better here. take a look at this. Excuse me. You know what's I fascinating? Frank, someone who's worked in film a lot, like, lighting is difficult to, like, set up a shot and get someone's face lit correctly. In a video game, should not be that difficult. But there are some yeah. scenes in this game where, like, wow, they really underlit his face there. <laughs> All right, so we're looking at another pre-crime that was just called in. Maybe you better sit this one out, Chief. They're looking for flaws. We're not going to change the game plan now. Okay, break it down what? for me. Uh, the killer is Nikki Jameson, last ID at Soul Enterprises, where she Wait, works as a consultant. Why would he sit this one out? I think this the implication is, is that that's him dead on the ground that they just saw. Oh. But they really didn't, like, acknowledge it. I'm sorry, maybe he should sit it out. <laughs> <laughs> it seems like you die in this one. Again, go to a safe room. <laughs> So we just spotted the person who's supposed to commit the murder in this next level. Right, right. We've already divulged from the plot of the movie, apparently, yeah. because Whitwer has several people with him, as well as there's this female murderer that we're going to investigate now. Ooh, now you have a shotgun, too. I do like that... Wow. Yeah. How strong are you that you can punch to death a metal robot? <laughs> so strong. <laughs> what? 
<laughs> Get out of my way, window. I, I see collectibles in there. I'm going to punch that window. The title shop does not describe this cop. It's so <laughs> much, it's so much worse. This is the way I work. <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought. This is. Chris, this is. I actually forgot to mention we played another game uh, that came out in this exact same era. It was Bruce Lee: Quest of the Dragon. Came out on Xbox at the um, same time as this. Same year. Hmm. Interesting. I, I'm just gonna put this out there. This feels like a contender for Secret Service. <laughs> Those robots really yell when they're dying. System failure! Where are you that there are so many robots to uh, guard? A gas factory. I don't so are like these just worker robots? They were. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't feel like this guy's helping at all. They have built-in guns. Camera you know, guns to is... fight the gas. <laughs> So as we mentioned, the publisher of this is Activision. This was prior to them becoming Activision Blizzard in 2008. We've covered Activision a bit before, you know, their largest <gasps> gaming publishing company Gosh. out there, what can you say? But you guys might have caught Treyarch Corporation as the developer. Um, that's the first time they've come up here, so let's talk about them for a little bit. Uh, they started in 1996 as Treyarch Invention. Their first game was a PC game called Die by the Sword in 1998 for Windows. It was a hack and slash. It was a pretty unique looking game for 1998. It had some innovative physics and dismemberment. Um, they made a few sports games, including Triple Play Baseball, NHL 2K2, Kelly Slater's Pro Surfer. They made Draconis Cult of the Worm for Dream, uh, Dreamcast. Treyarch is also credited for doing textures in Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 and 2. They did the 2002 Spider-Man game, as well as its sequels 2, 3, and Web of Shadows, which were all very well received. They did 007 Quantum of Solace in 2008, but probably what Treyarch is best known for is their work on the Call of Duty franchise. Their first one was Call of Duty 2, The Big Red One, then Call of Duty 3, Call of Duty World at War, which introduced Nazi zombies. Then uh, Infinity Ward did Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare, and the two studios traded off every other game after that in Call of Duty. This it's like dance music in the background for it's yeah it's techno. It feels appropriate for like Matrix. I can't believe Cleavage. the first level effectively is an escort mission. Yeah. How much was this when it came out? This is a full price game. Full priced. Yes. Okay. <laughs> So some facts about the movie, if Frank didn't provide us enough. The film started development in 1997. Spielberg characterized the story as 50% character, 50% very complicated storytelling with layers and layers of murder mystery and plot. This compared to his next film, War of the Worlds, which he said was 100% character driven. It was one of the best reviewed films of 2002. It earned $358 million with a budget of 142. It starred Tom Cruise, Colin Farrell, Max von Sydow, who was uh, Burgess, Neil McDonough. Uh, how did you pronounce it? It sounded good when you pronounced uh, it. Neil McDonough? I sure. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's McDonough. Yeah. N-O-U-G-H. So the guy from you Band of Brothers. That. He, what, what do you know him from? He's from Band of Brothers, and he's yes. also from uh, The Flash on the CW. Yep, and he's also in Captain America uh, First Avenger. He's oh, in he the, is. He's in the squad of the World War II squad. He's the guy with the very big mustache and the, the bowler, bowler hat. hat. Exactly. And John Williams did the music for Minority Report, the movie. Tom Cruise filming Mission Impossible 2 uh, and running over their schedule, delayed filming for the movie. Then Spielberg delayed it again because he was finishing AI which uh, Spielberg had kind of recommitted himself to after Stanley Kubrick died. 
um, because Stanley Kubrick originally had the rights to it and then gave it to Spielberg and uh, wanted to finish it as his friend. Originally, Spielberg offered the role of Witwer, which went to Colin Farrell, to Matt Damon. Matt Damon. <laughs> <laughs> Great reference. <laughs> Matt Damon. <laughs> Iris, the botanical lady who originally like did the program to create the precogs, was off, uh, offered to Meryl Streep, who turned it down. I was going to guess Betty White. <laughs> Burgess was offered to Ian McKellen, who would have been a great fit for that role, Mm -hmm. uh, also turned it down. Agatha, the precog, was offered to Kate Blanchett, and also was fine, but the the Agatha did a great job. And Laura, which was Tom Cruise's wife, Anderton's wife, was offered to Jenna Elfman. And... Javier Bardem was also offered the role of a Witwer. They say this film was the first one to have an entirely digital production design, meaning they photoshopped all of the pre-production instead of uh, painting it in storyboards. So that's a unique thing about the film. Um, Stylistically, the film is like very overblown lighting, bleached out, washed out colors. As a New York Times writer put it, it looks like it was shot on chrome, caught on a fleeting bumper of a late 70s car. (laughs) <laughs> Which is why you have a job at the New York Times. <laughs> They're all hacks. <laughs> it's not safe, Barry. Don't be a dummy, Barry. <laughs> oh! Can you get Barry health? You cannot give Barry health. Oh, Barry's Barry, low. Barry, back off, dude! <laughs> so, you guys didn't say that you caught the theme of... So the person, the murderer, threw a grenade at us and he, Barry dove and protected us. Barry's fine. Don't worry about Barry. She's good. Yeah. <laughs> She's good too. Good, interesting. So, I'm confused how like the the investigation actually went. Did we prevent the crime from happening, but she got away? It's unclear. That's why we're gonna keep playing. Spent a day in the field. Just remember, <laughs> if you were the weak link in this chain, you will be replaced. Save it for your report. Your minority report. <laughs> Just enjoy the ride. Now we're watching a vision of Anderton killing someone. We don't know who he is. Uh, John? What? <laughs> Tell me what I just saw, boss. I, I don't know. I mean, I'm not sure. So this is definitely different from the movie. Definitely different. And also you could definitely tell the voice acting um, has come a long way. As in, yeah. uh, just that scene alone, that guy's voice changed what, maybe three, three, four times? Yeah, they, uh, <laughs> They have difficulty directing the camera in the cutscenes as well. It all, it all feels very awkward. So, uh, Anderton saw that he supposedly is committing a murder and he's running, and we're playing the chapter called Everybody Runs. Steven, you were, you were mid, you were talking how each one was uh, memories? Well, that or like predetermined destinies, you know, mm-hmm. like things that they can't escape or fate well, or... There's a reason they all have the same theme is because they all came from the same short story writer. Philip K. Dick, Dick. Yes. wrote every single one of the uh, premises for those movies. A uh, very prolific sci-fi writer who dealt with uh, the themes that you mentioned. Yeah, predetermination, confused identities. He also did Man in High Castle, right? Yes. So, uh, I have, rather than me just telling you about Philip K. Dick, which I have some information on, I thought we'd play a little game. That, that is dick. the main uh, way you will get the points for this. Uh, it's a game I'm calling do 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 You don't know dick. Do-do-do-do-do-do. So, 
I'll say a fact, and you have to guess whether this is about Philip K. Dick or another person who made the choice not to go by Richard. So, <laughs> there might be a lot of Andy Dick facts in this. There, there might be some Andy Dick facts. How, how are we, we going to do this? I'm very concerned about points. I want the prize. <laughs> I know you want the prize. So you can guess whether it is Philip K. Dick or name the dick that it is. All right. Oh, let's All do right. this. So this dick put on a Cockney accent so bad that it is studied as to how not to put on a new dialect. Empire Magazine called it the second worst accent ever put to film behind Sean Connery's in The Untouchables. So not Sean Connery. Sean Connery is the second worst. This is the first worst. Uh, This is another dick. This is another dick. Yeah. For a point. While you're pondering it, Frank, you you were exploring the black market there. When you collect money in this game, you can go into your pause menu and buy some stuff, including armor and weapons. Ah, so a little confused here. Your buddy Barry is like, hey, I'll buy you time. Run. Yes. And then instantaneously, no time was bought. Everyone's attacking you. You're, you were now beating seemingly to death everyone in the pre-crime division Which who moments ago were your friend. Buddy Barry is a good buddy. Every single one of these people is a friend of yours. Yes. You know these people. You go to work with them every day. You were just asking about this guy's wife who you're kicking in the face. So, the worst accent ever put to film it's not is... Andy Dick, is it? It is not. Crazy. It is Dick Van Dyke. Dick Van Dyke. Oh, oh my God. Mary Dick Poppins. Dick Van Dyke his name. <laughs> Although Mary Poppins, his accent of Mary Poppins is iconic, it is apparently a terrible Cockney yeah. accent. <laughs> but you know what? Who really cares? All right. All right. <laughs> All right. So now you guys get into how this game is played. Yep. This dick developed what would later be called cyberpunk. This is the same dick. Frank's right. This yeah. is Philip K. Dick. This dick Shit. once live on air ran his hand up and down Ivanka Trump's leg and asked her to kiss him before being escorted away by Jimmy Kimmel's security. Me, 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 <laughs> no, no, Andy, Andy dick. dick. That's Andy Dick. <laughs> and Luckily, we are on easy. Yeah, I know. This is uh, not an easy game. Fist fighting everyone in pre-crime at once is difficult. I'm just going to break through this window. Because you can break through any window. <laughs> Which is a neat mechanic, I'll give him that. That's cool. This dick's oldest daughter, Liz, is a U.S. representative from Wyoming. Dick Cheney? Cheney. Dick Cheney. Yay! <laughs> this dick was portrayed by Warren Beatty. God, that death... <laughs> Fictional character. Fictional character? No, uh, Harvey, no, 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 I know this. He's onto it. I know this. He's onto it. I legitimately know it. Crap, he's a, he's a detective. Yeah? Dick Tracy! <laughs> That's right. Uh, Warren Beatty uh, directed and starred in that I movie, apparently. I hate myself. I hate myself. Frank is the ultimate person to go against you, this. You now found a gun. Did you just oh, go? You got hit. Bobbing it to death. You not only got hit with a six stick, you died from the six stick. <laughs> As it looks like you would. I forgot I had a gun the whole time. Just use the gun. It just makes it so much easier. Your friends. <laughs> yeah, just kill everybody. This dick had a twin who died six weeks after birth, and it traumatized him for the rest of his life. Philip K. Dick. Philip K. Dick. You shot your friend Bob in the face. Wow, Steven, how could you? Mm-hmm. Frank, you were having so much problems with this game. What was up? <laughs> I forgot <laughs> we had guns. He wasn't shooting all his friends. He doesn't believe in the Second Amendment. <laughs> <laughs> There's been zero murders in six years. He forgot he could make... You know, 20 of them today. <laughs> <laughs> the precogs got overwhelmed. Yeah. This dick landed 7th place on the 16th season of Dancing with the Stars. Dick Andy Chain. Dick. Oh. Frank again ah, with Andy wow. Dick. This dick went to the moon. Marvin Dick. <laughs> You're just guessing, guessing names now. 
I that, know I'm always going to be 50% right. That dick is Dick Tracy. Ah! <laughs> Dick Tracy, the comic book character, went to the moon. That's a dirty trick. And his son, Dick Tracy Jr., married dick. an alien named Moon Maid. Huh. What? <laughs> Little fun Dick Tracy story for you there. This dick once got high on sodium pentothal after a wisdom tooth extraction, became entranced by a woman's fish necklace, and recalled the sun glinted off the pink beam and believed the beam <laughs> That's gotta be Andy Dick. It's gotta be. Wisdom and clairvoyance. Could be Dick Cheney, but I'm gonna say Andy, Andy Dick. No one gets any points. It's Philip K. Dick. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, wow. Later, he was startled by another pink beam, as he called it, and believed it told him that his infant son was ill, so he rushed him Ooh. to the hospital where his suspicion was confirmed and his son was treated. He wrote a whole book on it later. Uh, this dick owns a circus. The same circus that his parents were tragically killed at. That Phil K. Dick? <laughs> no, no, no. no. Uh, don't you say no, it. Don't you say it. Don't you say it. Don't you say it. It's Robin. It's Robin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. What's his name? It's, What's his it's, name? It's Robin. Uh, it's Robin. It's Robin. It's Robin. <laughs> What's his last name? Dick Grayson. Dick Grayson. Dick Grayson. Yeah. Oh, boy, goes to Steven. Woo. Dick Grayson. <laughs> This dick joined a Vietnam anti-war pledge and paid no U.S. federal income taxes, which resulted in the confiscation of his car Philip by K. the Dick. IRS. Dick Cheney. I think you already said Philip K. Dick. Yeah, I did. <laughs> Just sounded like something he would do. Yeah. <laughs> this dick was replaced by Ryan Seacrest. Dick, Dick Van Dyke. Dick Clark. Or, or Dick Clark. <laughs> oh, God, I knew it. I knew it. as soon as I said it. <laughs> This dick allegedly licked Farrah Fawcett before offering a photojournalist Andy cocaine. Andy, Andy, Dick. <laughs> Andy Dick. It's Andy Dick. Wow. His are easy, huh? Yeah, they stand out. <laughs> he can be confused with Philip K. Dick. At times. Yeah, yeah At sometimes times. he gets a little If the wild. timeline lines up, yeah. Get the key card. He's, he's throwing the spiders! He's throwing spiders. spiders. There's spiders on the ground. This dick began to believe he was living two lives. Okay, dick. One as himself and one as Thomas, a persecuted Christian in Rome. He referred to this trans <laughs> transcendentally rational mind as zebra, god, or valis. Philip K. Dick? Okay. Dick. Yeah, it has to be. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Philip K. Dick wrote a novel about this called Valis. I'm sorry, Philip K. Dick, was he crazy? <laughs> he wrote some fantastic <laughs> stories. Yeah, but no, yeah, he was crazy. <laughs> This dick dreamt of a world in which Axis powers overtook the Allies and brought fascism to America. Philip K. Dick. No, yeah. that's Dick Cheney. Really? No, I'm kidding. That's Philip <laughs> K. Dick. <laughs> I was gonna be like, ah, I, I believe it. I believe it. He shot somebody in the face. So. Yeah. I'm now, waiting for that one. He did write uh, Man in the High Castle. Yes. This dick developed a prank of running around naked in his neighborhood. Andy. Andy Dick. Andy Dick. This dick was awarded the Presidential Medal of Freedom. Dick Cheney. Dick Cheney. Dick Cheney. <laughs> Did he award it to himself? <laughs> no, he was. And I choose me. This dick's inspiration's name is Mocha Dick, named after the Chilean island of Mocha. This is a good one. I'm proud of this one. Can you repeat the question? Yeah. This dick's inspiration's name is Mocha Dick, named after the Chilean island of Mocha. This, this dick is based on another, and that the inspiration for that's name is Mocha Dick. Oh, it is a fictional animal. Oh, fictional animal? Fictional animal. Ooh. Think of what Mocha means. Moby Dick? Moby Dick. Wow. Congratulations, oh, Tom. Oh, nice. Mocha Dick was a 70-foot sperm whale famous for gently swimming up to whaling boats. 
<laughs> you won't kill me. Said, how, about I, you? How, about, how about I write a book where I kill that whale? <laughs> One guy really wants to kill that whale. Like, really bad. Becomes an obsession, you could say. This dick was furious when negotiations fell through for the show he created, ending one of the longest-running and most beloved primetime shows of all time. Dick, Dick Clark. Dick. Dick. Wait. Wait. Who? Dick Clark. You? I said Dick Clark. No. 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 Dick Van Dyke. I thought someone said it. They didn't. Dick Van Dyke. Nope. No. Oh, no. Dick Tracy. It's a new Dick. Oh. That's oh, a new Dick. Who's that new Dick? <laughs> <laughs> new Dick. Who this? Dick, uh, <laughs> Say it again. You guys are still fighting people in free crime. That's the exit. He was upset when his show was canceled when yes. the longest running. He created a lot of crime-based shows. Oh, Dick Wolf. Dick Wolf. Oh, Point nice. To Bob, who wow. created oh, nice. Law and Order. Uh, and Law and Order. Yeah, Law and Order was canceled. SVU continues. All right, so we're fighting the. Oh my God, he is Capoeira. Wow. He's doing. He's doing Capoeira. He's dance fighting. So, this new character they introduced for the sake of the game, it's not in the movie, who looks like he's from the Matrix. He's he really does look like us. he's from the Matrix. The last dick fact, uh, this dick was married five times, he tried to push one of them off a cliff in a car, and then had her involuntarily committed. Oh, Philip K. Dick. And that's absolutely a Philip K. Dick fact. <laughs> yeah. What? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. This yeah. guy! <laughs> he is a fascinating character. So he, uh, Philip K. Dick published 44 novels, 121 short stories, most of them appearing in sci-fi magazines. So some of his recurring elements in the stories are alternate realities, drug abuse, corporations, and identity crises. Several of his pieces have been turned into movies, including Blade Runner, Total Recall, Minority Report, A Scanner Darkly, The Adjustment Bureau, Paycheck, Screamers, and the novel Man in the High Castle is a four-season show on Amazon. In 2007, he was the first sci-fi writer ever to be included in the Library of America series, and the Philip K. Dick Award is now a top award for sci-fi writing. Which is kind of messed up, because the guy's, like, kind of bad. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I highlighted a lot of his bad things, uh, but he was a very... I, I would say he recanted a lot of his actions, but he continued to have issues throughout his life. I guess I'm honing in on the pushed his wife off a... Cliff. And then had her committed, yeah. <laughs> That's the one that stood yeah. out to me. He died in 1982 from a stroke at the age of 53. Pretty wow. young. Yeah. And didn't didn't live to see a lot of his work be appreciated. Nowadays, like I said, his award named after him is one of the most coveted uh, awards for science fiction. But at the time, I think they were in I think he died a couple months before uh, Total Recall the movie came out. And really, that that was the biggest uh, exposure that his work had seen up to that point. And now, like there was a, a streak in the early 2000s where, yeah, all sci-fi that was coming out was based on his work. As Spielberg says, the Philip K. Dick story only gives you a springboard that doesn't really have a second or third act. Most of the movie is not part of the Philip K. Dick story. Anderton was an out-of-shape, balding old man in the book. He's married with no children in the book. The book's antagonist is trying to discredit pre-crime, while the movie is uh, to hide a crime that is preserving pre-crime. So, sort of different motivations. Oh, we are now on the next mission where we have a jetpack. That was also the first time in this entire time we've been playing where I was like, that was cool. <laughs> Every moment preceding that, I was like, this So, now that we're in some brawling... What this reminds me of a bit is a game that came out the same year, Scorpion King Rise of the Acadian. It's a brawler where you go room to room and just beat the shit out of people. Thoughts about gameplay differences? I gotta be honest. I think there's more innovative things here than there was in the Scorpion King. 
I don't know if they're done well. And yet, you think this is worse than Secret Service so far. I do. Do you? You do, okay. But, uh, man, that makes me, you're right, Matt, you just like made me completely question everything. Like, question every, yeah. <laughs> because I don't remember necessarily hating Scorpion King. I thought we, we had a fun time when we played. I don't know, this is kind of crazy. We're flying around in a jetpack through tunnels just avoiding are... the enemies because yeah, you can fly past them. This is making me like it a little more. And they don't have you that, that dumb bar everyone else has like, oh, you can only fly for 10 seconds before you have to go back down oh, and recharge. Oh, no, you can, you can jetpack as much as you, you want. You can just keep on jetting. This is dope. All right, we're diving through the tr I subway. Am speed. <laughs> subway tunnels and trying to race some doors before they close with a jetpack while people are shooting you with guns, arguably trying to murder you. But there hasn't been a murder in six years. <laughs> Till we kill this guy. So the precogs were intellectually disabled and disformed in the book, or deformed in the book, and in the movie they're mutants, they call them. In the book, the main character successfully unravels the plot and preserves pre-crime. In the movie, he brings about an end to pre-crime. So, very different endings. A little more polished and, uh, viewer-friendly <laughs> in the movie, I think. In the book, he's like, no, I'm still fine with it, even though I was falsely accused, but... <laughs> yeah. We covered Anderton, as voiced by Mr. Krabs, as we'll call him. Whitwer is voiced by Quentin huh? Flynn, another prolific voice actor. He's done lots of background roles, as well as Axel in Kingdom Hearts. And we're just going to look at some of these level titles real quick, and we'll kind of talk you through as we go. So, yeah, we got to Everybody Runs, You Escaping the Precinct, Bear's Cave, you do that fight with the, the mini-boss. Jetpack Escape, we were just playing. The next level is Welcome to Mall City, Mr. Anderton. Something that didn't happen in the movie at all. You're just sort of uh, browsing the mall and fighting everyone that's in it. <laughs> Every and everyone that's in this it. This game, it would be everyone, yeah. Yeah. Then you make it to the courtyard and fight everyone that's in it. Tell Room, where you end up fighting your way out of it, which... Then you make it to the Dreamweaver Theater, which is what Frank mentioned. It's where the, the VR experiences are. You have to fight your way to that guy. Onto you at the home, so you fight your way out of the home. Then we have a lobby fight, which is the lobby of your home. Fight your way over the sky bridge. Then you have a level called Rooftop Battle. We're on level 14 out of 40 right now. Then we have a layer of the <laughs> no. spider bot, which is, uh, it just has more spiders in it. You make your way to Iris's house, as mentioned in the movie. It's a little bit different. You kind of have to do an escort and protect her while you fight some guys. You fight your way out oh, of no. the gardens. I'm skipping over so many levels here. You make it to the Pepper Hotel. You make it back to pre-crime. You have a level called Food Fight, where, again, you're just fighting in uh, pre-crime. There's a level called Mall City, with a pun on mall. And you make it to a subway, where you have a subway fight. You fight Mosley again, who's the guy who looked like he was ripped from the Matrix. There's more levels where you just uh, brawl with people in all these different environments. Finally, the last mission is Return of the Suspect, Nikki Jameson. So, Frank, would you like to do the honors? She's back to kill me! And to be honest, after 40 levels of what? it, you'd just be like, who? Yeah, who are you? Now... Oh, oh thank God. This game is Wait, what other actually... Were there? We're, being, we're playing this game for a very specific reason. It probably wouldn't have made the list if not for its absolutely absurd amount of cheats. And I'll do one special outfit for you guys. What do you want? Clown, convict, GI, lizard, Mosley. Lizard. lizard. There's you too guys many lizard, good ones. Yeah, lizard. Yeah. lizard. Come on, man. Can we see them all? The other ones are uh, Nikki, which is the person we're about to fight, uh, Ooh. robot, superhero, and zombie. She activated. Do them all. I thought there were more. Didn't you do more? <laughs> oh, he super ragged all his on. She can dodge bullets! 
Oh! So that's your puke grenade that you've got there, Frank. Use it. Oh, she's beating the shit out of you. Bomb Ooh, it. Watch her throw up. That's. I, I have all these feelings. Listen, now. listen. This is about body image. You shouldn't. This is wrong. All right. So take that, Bastion. <laughs> we're fighting. Uh, fighting some robots because our our main culprit escaped. A little delay before we get there. More robots keep spawning. I have a guard robot head. You took a guard's robot head, so you get to the next level. You would think you have to hold it up there, but you don't. You just run through the door. Go, Lizard John. Go, Lizard John. That's what I was thinking when I was watching the movie. I was like, I think this would be better if he was a lizard, you know? <laughs> <laughs> well, the Treyarch uh, intuited that and gave you a lizard skin. Shooter! <laughs> Yeah, you spam all of the ammo of every gun. <laughs> so real quick, let's cover some of the technology of Minority Report. Some things that they used were uh, multi-touch interfaces like John Anderton used to solve the crimes, like the heads up, or I don't call it up. Which is arguably desktop. the coolest thing in the movie. Yeah, and actually fairly accurate, I think. You know, like Connect actually did that in a way, not super accurately. Um, and, you we know, could, VR you headsets do can do that as well, yeah. Don't they have, um, like, office desks now that are sure. kind of like glass that you can do something very similar? Yeah, and it's yeah. not super widespread or anything, but you're using vomit grenades on a robot, that's a great point. Is it not working on them? Did they vomit? They had a little bit of damage gone, yeah. Oh, okay, they took some damage Ooh. from the vomit grenades. Some other technology in the movie and the in the game as well. <laughs> retina scanners, which, you know, they have retina scanners these days. Autonomous cars, you know, you could argue Tesla and such are moving into that space. I don't know if we'll be there by 2054. Lots of red tape there. Yes. No, no, no. Wow. So Steven Spielberg did take, uh, uh, he went through a lot of trouble to try and get the predictions for this movie right. And it's something that's, you know, been praised a bit. We've talked about <laughs> some of the more far-fetched things, but a lot of this, you know, has Fair kind enough. of been fairly predictable. Oh. <laughs> I think he just killed her. He just so murdered John her. John Anderson just threw the main suspect down a shaft. Three stories, because you went up three. She hit a steel grate floor, and then this fellow, he had hired her to kill John Anderton for for money reasons. He was trying to to sully the good name of pre-crime. <laughs> and we have Wait, lizard John, John Anderton here. We can fix here. this. We can make you a cop again. Whitworth's showing I up. Believe? I spent the last two days running away from you. And Whitworth actually <laughs> saves John Anderton by Give blasting the chick who had fallen three stories and was still alive. Was about to Give shoot John. Now, John. It's a start. Wait here. I have something to take care of. <laughs> He's <eyes>. chameleon eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Lizard John Anderton does have chameleon eyes. So we've tracked down John the, Lennon. The John Lennon. Old John Lennon looking guy who we saw the vision about Don't us killing kill him, although we didn't see the vision money. of Lizard John killing him. <laughs> Women, power, I can make everything yours. You can't give me what I want. <laughs> but you, you can't kill me. Normalize. <laughs> My non chameleon eyes. Oh. So it goes to the end summary of the level, and you hear a gunshot, and that's the end of the game. What? That, that's no. it? <laughs> no. no. After credits. I did want to show you guys this movie. This is Clancy, Clancy, the, Clancy janitor. the Janitor, a new character they created for the game because he brings so much to the story. He works in the mall, 
I'm here to see Rufus. That's not the password. No that password, no password. party. Them's the rules. Them's the rules. <laughs> Damn it, hooligans, 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 that's what they are, hooligans. Damn hooligans, all the security guards have been busy down by the subway, some kind of nonsense. Nonsense, I tell you what, you get rid of these punks in here, and I'll let you into the party, okay? Deal? Deal? Huh? What do you say? Deal. <laughs> oh my god, that was amazing. So he's complaining about hooligans, and one of the hooligans just falls off the second story and hits the ground pretty hard. But he's seemingly he sending... Yeah, he's seemingly sending us on like a village quest kind of mission of like, yeah. uh, you've got this main story that you're doing, but if you can collect these chickens for us by beating up all the hooligans that are in the mall, that's the most important thing to John Anderton Chameleon at the moment. <laughs> the scream and fall for me, I I'm thinking of like Frank right now with the scoring system, like that just helped this game like push it really far far into it, the negatives. It pushed it into into like the good negatives. Like uh, that is the best thing so far in this game was in the background. At the last second, they're like, and then one of them falls and screams. <laughs> and here we'll see the one setup of this uh, character, Verhagen and Nikki. Verhagen is the or the person who hires Nikki. Um, Jameson, contract. Things don't seem to be going as planned. You assured me you could take I'll get care. Get the job done, sir. He's already discredited. I want the man dead. Discredited is not enough. This sounds like the guy from Team America. The one who's like, you're gonna oh. suck my dick. <laughs> Durka Durka. <laughs> like, for real. What? Darren Norris is known for Team America World Police. Oh, no! <laughs> I'm Good job, you. Tom. You get a lot of points for that, I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> it was in that, in that one scene just now where he was yelling at her. I yeah. was like, God. Get the job done. <laughs> All right, so we'll watch the eye surgery scene real quick. Of course, you know, we have to scoop out the entire eye. Just new irises won't do the trick. Irises leave scars I'm enjoying and this, scars uh, set off alarms. Customized character and cutscenes that we're experiencing with the chameleon, John Anderton. I feel very much like every person they gave, like, voice acting small bits, they were like, just go just ham. Just go all in. <laughs> Make a choice. <laughs> so we see what happens after the gunshot was fired. Lock him up, Warden. So he fired his gun next to him. He did not shoot Verhagen. But our hero, John Anderton, gets in Slave 1, flies off. Arguably, oh, and they do a fantastic ending here. The spaceship swooshes off, and it doubles back to, to fly by the camera. I'm sorry, that spaceship is, it feels like it could fit, like, one more person than a jetpack. <laughs> like, what what a giant amount of money when, like, just two people could wear jetpacks. Why is Ooh, everyone dancing? dancing. So in the credit scene, we had uh, the warden as well as someone else in the background dancing. And now we're going through the credit sequence, which is, uh, pretty fun. They're showing, like, the designer, the uh, producer. Oh, that's cool, and but they were all Right, they all murderers. did face maps for everyone, but they're showing them as the prisoners locked up in the uh, prison. So, the ending of the game that we just saw, arguably pre-crime is still in operation, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. most certainly. It yeah, definitely yeah, is. It definitely is. Uh, more true to the book, I suppose. Um, like, yeah. Alright, so, since we kind of skipped over this in the beginning, some other games uh, of this era, 2002, top-selling games were GTA Vice City, GTA oh. 3 was still a top-selling game, uh, I don't know how they, Vice City came out a year after GTA 3, which seems weird, but... Well, essentially the same game, it's kind of like reskinned almost, you know? Yeah, I guess you're right, yeah, the, the graphics, graphics really didn't same. do too much. A lot much. of the vehicles were similar. Yeah, you're right, yeah. Another top-selling game that I can talk about, since Hunter isn't here, Gran Turismo 3 A-Spec, a fantastic game. 
<laughs> Spider-Man, uh, Kingdom Hearts, Halo Combat Evolved, and Super Mario Sunshine. All uh, top-selling games that year. Some other top-rated games were Metroid Prime, Wind Waker, uh, Tony Hawk Pro Skater Oof. 4, Warcraft 3, Eternal Darkness, uh, Tom Clancy's Splinter Cell, Neverwinter Nights. So, guys, now that we've finished Minority Report, Everybody Runs. What do you think? Did it, did it meet expectations? Well, one, right off the bat, you fight a bunch of people. They weren't running. <laughs> you know, also, if you if you ran away from them, they ran after you, so everybody does run. They were walking. They True. Were yeah, walking. Yeah, exactly. Did the robots run? Well played. Yeah. Mm, robots kind of stomp. But are they people? Around, yeah. Do they count as everybody? Uh, yeah, <laughs> are robots sentient? Are they life? Big In questions. this series, I don't think so. 40 levels is quite a bit. Uh, also, they gave you guns, and they're like, oh, you don't have any murders, but you had to murder a lot of people. You seemingly like, murdered a ton of people. It's a lot. Yeah. All Right. All for the idea of, like, redeeming yourself, right? Yeah. Which immediately is is like, what? Guy, guy, guy. You're, you've killed law enforcement, like, your <laughs> Your friends, brothers. Your brothers, right? You've murdered tons of them and then now at the end you could be like but i was innocent <laughs> yeah see guys i was right yeah anything stand out as the worst part it really broke this game i think just the amount of enemies you have to fight in a given time Didn't enjoy and, the brawling and yeah like how like little damage you kind of do camera yeah mm -hmm. the camera did did now made me a little bit motion sickness mm. motion sick so i i didn't like it yeah it, no. i will say it was kind of like more of a hack and slash where it's kind of like Keep fighting, but you're not doing much damage. It's the same thing. It's the same guys. You just keep doing the same moves. Yeah, it's the same moves over and over again. Yeah. Yep. It's very repetitive. Anything they got right? Jetpack. The jetpack. Yeah, I agree. agree. Jetpack. Yeah. Jetpack. Jetpack I, felt, I, felt good in this game. I think anytime a game is like, hey, we have an opportunity here to do something like innovative, like even if they don't like stick the landing, I think it's it's a cool thing. Like the the jetpack was a cool idea. Was it done well? No. <laughs> It wasn't done the worst, though. Well, no, there's, worse, the worst. There, there's definitely worse games. Examples in my head. Yeah. It, it felt a bit like Superman flying. Yeah. Like oh, okay, it was yeah. very clumsy. Yeah. Superman but, 64? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was but hard so to control. You could move when it's going. It's not like, oh, you hit it, now you're straight line until you stop. Right. So there's a little bit of control. You can't go up and down. They didn't but... give you a meter of running out. That yeah, was nice. You could, you could just forever. jet pack immediately. They brought over the puke uh, grenades. Mm -hmm. um, you know, that's a great thing from the movie. I don't know mm -hmm. if it was in the book. Probably not. All right, so let's jump over to critic reviews. The Metacritic score for this game guesses mm. for the PS2 Metacritic score. This is based on 26 critic reviews. Metacritic is zero out of 100. Frank? Okay, so I normally go totally wrong on yes, these things. Do. So I'm going to, this one, I'm going to say a 70. Okay. All right. I was going to say uh, like a 66. Okay, 66. Is it Price is Right rules? No, it's just closest. Uh, all right. <laughs> Uh, I'll do a 48. 48. Tom. That's a phenomenal guess. Who has been, I think, the mm. most accurate of anyone out of our Metacritic. I don't guesses. think I've lost yet. I don't think so. so. A lot of pressure on you right now. But I'm going to be honest, 48 was, was literally what I was thinking. <laughs> um, so I think you're, I think you're extremely close. Um, I'm going to say 46. Well, Tom, you uh, went the wrong direction. The score was 50. Oh, wow. Bob breaking wow. the Metacritic streak Bob, from Tom. well done. <laughs> and I've got well one more EGM what? magazine here. Because they did review this game in February after it came out in 
uh, September, I believe, which is uh, strange. Didn't get to it for a few months later, so you can jump over to the review there if you want to see it. For a section called Someone Else's Treasure, these are the best user ratings for this game. There's not a lot. Uh, it, though, does hold a 4.2 out of 5 on Amazon for the PS2 version. What? 59% really? are 5 stars. <laughs> From Mike Sizikowitz, Ciz- Ciz- he says, gives it 5 stars and says, I love my PS2. Smiley face. <laughs> Thank you, Mike. We love his PS2 as well. <laughs> that was it. That's the whole review. Next review. He's accidentally reviewing his PS2. <laughs> John says, this is one of the coolest games ever. First of all, you play as John Anderton, but not Tom Cruise, which is good because he's kind of a sissy. You start the game. <laughs> you start the game beating up the pre-criminals. After the first mission, you meet Colin Farrell's character, but unlike the movie... He has a posse. After a few missions, the plot begins to unfold. I just got the game and I'm only on the third mission. I suggest seeing the movie before you buy the game. It helps with understanding the plot line. So this kid was playing for like 20 minutes and then Jumped he was like, let me review. write a review. Yeah, he said level three. It's like, you get that one so quick. <laughs> yeah. Arguably, seeing the movie doesn't help that much with the plot line. Okay, real quick. This this review from EGM, EGM. Uh, really, the, the bolded text really puts it together. This game is a mildly enjoyable brawler with mission objectives that rarely extend beyond the kill everybody and unlock the doors dynamic. I mean... The dynamic that Scorpion oh. King perfected. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Papa Smith says, does it get any better? Oh my God, this is the best game I have ever played in my life. I own like every Xbox game and this one tops them all. I played it nonstop till I got done. If you have any questions about the game, just write me an email. I would be glad to help. <laughs> this game blows Halo out of the water. I have one final Chris. thing to say. If you want to play the best game, you've got to buy the best and Minority Report is your choice. I'd like to make a request. Uh, you need to email him. I was about to say, we need that guy's email. Papa Smith, you didn't leave us an email. I'd be happy uh, to shoot you an email. Wait, I is there any way to, to contact email. people? I'll leave him the... a comment on Amazon. And please. Maybe can get back to please it. Please do. Hey, ask, him, yeah. ask him how to turn off the lizard skin, because every time you watch a cutscene with your daughter, she gets scared because the lizard skin's on, and you don't know how to turn it off. <laughs> the chameleon eyes are yeah. freaking her out. And uh, one final, uh, a rare one-star review that I decided to include. Ooh. This is by Mr. Signman. Uh, my friend gave me this game, so I got home, turned on my PS2, and started the game. 30 minutes later, I turned off my PlayStation, and I never touched the game or system since. There's probably an inch of dust on it right now. I need to get rid of it. What were they thinking making this game? The text has to be 100 words, but I have nothing to say about the game, so don't buy it. 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 100 words yet? End of review. All right, guys. We need to get We need to get Papa Smith... And that guy in the same together room, in a room together and see Papa Smith and Mr. Steinman. Now Sign we'll Man. see if uh, the pre-crime division breaks in before the one guy kills <laughs> the other guy. <laughs> Who's killing who, though? All right, one final thing to do while everyone's here: we have to give this game the garbage game score. Now, well, the garbage the game time, score, yeah. and if you've seen it on the website, games can be positive zero to ten, and you know that's your normal rating of zero to ten. But they can also go negative. If a game is negative 2, negative 4, negative 5, uh, they're bad, but their enjoyment level starts to go up. So if you have a negative 10 game, it's super enjoyable, but it's a bad game. Ergo, Sharknado. Sharknado is a negative 10. Positive 10, you know, you got your portals, your wind wakers. The first thing, the important thing to do is decide whether this is a good game or a bad game. And you just kind of put it on the enjoyment scale. So I'd say this game for me, I think it's a 
bad game, and I don't think it's that enjoyable. It's not something that uh, I'd relish to come back to, but it's got its funny moments in it. So for me, I think I'd give it a, I don't know, a solid negative four, I think. You nailed, I'm sorry, you just, you nailed mine. You don't even need to go to me. Negative four was exactly what I was Perfect, Tom's done. Yeah. Uh, I feel like the cutscenes. You know, the little zaniness they have there, you know? You love a good cutscene. I love a good cutscene, and that's why I'm going to have to give it... There's, the thing for me, though, there's just too many levels, yes. and they're all too similar. Because mm-hmm. I was going to originally go, like, maybe a negative seven, but it's it's too long. It's too long of a game to give it that. Frank has no idea. Go, he just enjoys life more than <laughs> us. You can't, you can't shame <laughs> maybe him Maybe he's just a better person I'm just going to have to go with a negative five. It's just too long of a negative game. Five. But once you unlock it and you could, you know, doing cheats, actually, you know what? Negative six because lizard skin. That lizard uh, skin is nice. Those eyes, the chameleon, chameleon eyes. eyes, so beautiful. Frank's I only wish they moved around when he was like, that'd be better. But I know the technology really wasn't there at the time. His scores <laughs> need an asterisk. <laughs> it's a Frank score. It's a Frank Steven. score. I would, uh, I mean, we're, we're judging this based on today, right? Not if we were a kid back at the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Then I would probably negative two. Okay, like, negative I didn't. Two. Not I, very I would not have like sat down. I would have like I can get. I can stop a game if I don't like it. I would have stopped this. And one. yet Frank <laughs> can flip on chameleon skin, just have the time and just, and just have the time life. of his life. Yeah, no, this to me, I, I would. This blows my fucking mind. I would turn it off and I'd I'd go you know read a book. <laughs> yeah, this was painful too. I think it was obvious I didn't play through a ton of this game. I made it through I think seven levels and then jumped around to a few more levels. It was difficult for me to play, so not a very enjoyable experience. And Bob? Alright, so I was thinking more of a negative five, but thinking about it, it was 40 levels. That's really long. The same kind of repetitive thing. The camera angles weren't that great. Yeah, there's some cool mechanics to it, but essentially the same thing. Yep. I think there's only like six weapons, so not that much Oh yeah, you saw all the weapons, yeah. Yeah, it wasn't too much you know, they did have that, that janitor character that makes it a little more fun and zany. Yeah, but Clancy. I think I'm gonna go negative four as well. Negative four. Mm. Wow, pretty pretty solid consensus yeah. on this one. So wow, surprisingly friends. solid. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I mean, the last go... game really broke your confidence in the whole system, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, right, because literally the scores went all over the map. Yeah, for for the last one, yeah. All right, well, there's one thing left to do. Ooh, the ball. Reward <sighs> the ball. He's breathing so heavy. Now, as someone who is very carefully keeping track of scores, <laughs> it was I like impeccable. I saw when you talk about us all. He was tallying. Bob uh, did get the closest Metacritic rating. Uh, Stephen probably got the most Philip K. Dick references. Uh, Frank identified them the most as Andy Dick. Mm. I'm a dick expert. What can you say? <laughs> Frank also He's compensating. Frank also did brief us on the entire plot of Minority Report. In five minutes. In five minutes. Five minutes, yeah. (laughs) How dare you. It felt felt longer, but, you know, (laughs) that was because we were riveted. Oh, my God. What's something to push me over the Um, edge? um, It's it's all pretty well. Team America looks beautiful. You said I got a lot of points for Team America, Oh, but you called out Mr. Krabs. I did. And you did identify Team America. God damn it. Mm. Do you want us to fight? I do. It's between you two now. Move the tables. In the beginning, Tom's one was guessed by Steven, and oh, that's true. That's guys. true. That's true. Yeah. You did. You got an extra point right there off the wow. bat. Wow. Yeah. So Tom, congratulations. <gasps> you win the pre. Hold on. Ball. Don't throw it out. I will throw it at you. you. All right, guys. Well, thanks. Uh, Minority Report. Everybody runs. Thanks, Bob and Stephen, for joining us. Oh, thanks thank for having for, us. Yeah, thank you for yeah. having us. Real quick, I just looked back, got, you know, because I have it on my phone. Remember how I was explaining the whole story? The part where he finds out he's a kill actually happens forty minutes in. I thought it was way quicker. It, it's a, it's a, it's a 
two hour and 20 minute movie. And the first 40 is just the, all the setup for him playing wow. as a killer. Yeah, so Frank was able to tell us about it in an hour and 80 minutes. So think about that. So. It was a little quicker. <laughs> <laughs> an hour and Slightly. 80 minutes. Well, it was, it was two, two hours, hours and 20 minutes. minutes. <laughs> <laughs> all clips in this podcast were used in compliance with the U.S. copyright fair use exemption for criticism and commentary. Garbage Game Night makes no claims to ownership over any games played and has no affiliation with any developer or publishing company. For additional references on cited articles and quotes, check our episode-related blog at garbagegamenight.com. Or if you have a comment about the game we reviewed or have a suggestion, drop us a line.